Canada curious? I bet you are. This is the Yes We Canada podcast, the progressive's guide to getting the fuddle duddle out. On today's pod, unparliamentary profanity, a fucking really short history. Hey, I'm Matt Zimble in Montreal. Americans, what do you think about us? I mean, what's your very first thought? When I say Canadian, you say, I mean, after you say, who cares, you usually say, so bitch, y'all so polite. True that. In fact, being polite is in our nature. It's our brand. It's what we do. But it's also the law. There are expressions that cannot be uttered in our houses of government. No shit. No shit is one of them. And while you're at it, if you're sitting on a parliamentary bench, don't say scuzzball, don't say sleaze, blatherskite, pompous ass, scurrilous bag of wind, and of course, the recently celebrated fuckwad. But we'll get to that in a second. As the American philosopher George Carlin once said, in America, there are seven words you can't say on television. Shit, piss, fuck, cunt, cocksucker, motherfucker, and tits. That was my original list. I knew it wasn't complete, but it was a starter set, you know? Well, in Canada, there's 106 words you can't say in Parliament. Unlike your guy from Queens... Yeah, sir, I'd hit him on the left, I'd hit him on the right. I'd hit him in the fucking center, sir, right? Center. Canadian politicians rarely use profanity in their public addresses. As a polite people, cussin', as you all call it down there, is not common in the public sphere up here. Like I said, y'all some polite son bitch! <coughs> Pardon my French. Well, first of all, it's not French. Because when the French swear in Canada, and this you will need to know for your Canadian immigration test, the Francophones use the language of the Catholic Church as their cousin emporium. The tabernacle becomes tabernac. The innocent little chalice becomes calice. And of course, the host, you know that little skin of Christ cracker that Father gives you for a post-service snack? That's called lusty. How long do I have to be quiet so that you can record your stupid podcast? How long, tabarnak? Oh, well, that didn't go completely as planned. The French don't even consider fuck a curse, and you see it regularly in newspaper headlines, which is fucking amusing for an Anglophone leftist, I gotta tell you. I'm going to get back to the actual House of Commons parliamentary rules on profanity in a minute, because... It's so fascinating and quite imaginative. And one reason is that in Canada, the cousin has so many colloquial conventions. Out east in the Maritime Provinces, perhaps the most polite place in Canada, it wouldn't be hard to hear the occasional, yeah, well, yeah, heavens to Murgatroyd, boys, heavens to Murgatroyd which is like cussing without using no bad words. It's profanity light. Heavens to Murgatroyd. 
If that is not the greatest sentence to clutch your pearls to, I don't know what is. Of course, out in the Maritimes, no one's clutching pearls because they're too frickin' busy working hard. And by the way, Murgatroyd's a person. I think a woman person. But here's our favorite maritime expression, and I'm going to tell you its meaning before I tell you what it is, because otherwise you'd have no hope in hell of understanding. It's a term of both sympathy and negligent indifference. Yeah, think about that for a second. Say someone's having a problem, and despite all your best intentions, nothing but nothing can be done to help. Then you'd say, let her lie where Jesus flung her. What? Give me a translation on that, would you? Let her lie where Jesus flung her. Okay, then. Let's face it. Politicians are only human. Not that you'd know it when they yet again cut school lunch programs or women's health programs so they can spend more money on the military while reducing corporate taxes. But mostly, politicians are just like you and me, if you and me were arrogant, self-dealing liars. Order. So when you immigrate to Canada and get your sorry ass elected to Parliament, don't even think of calling one of the (coughs) honorable members of Parliament a liar, because nothing will get you thrown out of the chamber faster. American progressives, your rules pertaining to language in Congress are the same as ours in the House of Commons because your rules were adapted from the British Parliament by Tommy Jefferson back in the 1700s. For instance, a member may say a statement by another member is untrue. However, they may not say that a statement is a lie, which would be to cast an aspersion on their colleague's moral conduct. You may speak untruths, but you may not lie. Biden stole the election. The Mexicans will build the wall. Roe versus Wade is settled law. Yada, 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 yada. Order. I see the honorable member. Untruths, 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 but not lies. You may speak untruths, but you may not lie. The aggressive cacophony may not seem so, but question period in the Canadian House of Commons is pure political theater. When the House is sitting, the party House leaders start planning their question period of attacks at Cropis. Oh, Cropis? Yeah, that's Canadian for early in the morning. Offensive and defensive strategies are blocked with military precision. The politicians actually rehearse their planned exchanges, just like debate prep. It's like the psychodrama of the polls. Now, stop me if I'm getting all political junky on you, but despite the rehearsal and the tactical strategy, sometimes shucks folks just get a little riled up and something nasty slips. February 16th, 1971. The Prime Minister, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, stood in the House of Commons and... He mouthed two words, the first word of which uh, started with F and the second word of which started with O. Did you... Of course I didn't say anything. I mean, Did that's you mouth a, anything? I move my lips and I use my hands in a gesture of derision, yes. But I didn't say anything. 
if these guys want to read lips and they want to say see something into it, you know, that's their problem. I think they're very sensitive. Did you, well, sir, did did you, you mouth it? What does mouth mean? You move, move your lips. Move your lips. Yes, I move my lips. What is the nature of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say fuddle-duddle or something like that? <laughs> God, you... Well, back in 1972, there wasn't much to do in Canada, so fuddle-duddle created a huge stir. Songs were written about it. Don't you ever let your problems go to extremes. You can kill them all by yelling something obscene. Enough of that. And then, in the fine tradition of like father, like son, in May of this year, when the House of Commons was yet again in an uproar over measures taken during the truckers' bouncy castle revolution in Ottawa, Trudeau the Jr., just like his dad 50 years earlier, told someone on the opposition benches to fuck off. And just like his dad, when questioned by the media, Trudeau Jr. said, What is the nature of your thoughts, gentlemen, when you say you move your lips in a particular way? But these tales of parliamentary profanity are linguistic child's play compared to recent events that took place in a small town in beautiful lake country between Toronto and Montreal. Peterborough, Ontario is a small city with a population of 183,000 folks. But it's a sophisticated, leafy city. There's a university with the prerequisite battalion of quasi-intellectuals that are found on every campus. But off-campus, Peterborough also has a battalion of very enthusiastic QAnon-like followers. Now, I say QAnon-like because these folks follow a conspiracy theory character who goes by the name of The Queen of Canada, and calls herself the Commander-in-Chief of Canada. Her actual name is Romana Didalo. Her roots are a little hazy, but what we do know is she was born in the Philippines and immigrated to Canada about 30 years ago. Come to Canada, lead a cult. How's that for an immigration cut line, huh? Romana operated a bunch of random businesses, all of which have tanked. She lives in Victoria, B.C., but is currently traveling Canada in a camper, speaking to her followers and making them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And just like the online QAnon movement, her followers believe there is a secret war being fought against the elites who are all prone to pedophilia. Now, I know that's a lot to take in when we're supposed to be talking seriously about fucking profanity in Parliament, but check this out. Yeah, so we're going to place you under arrest with the rest of them over there. It's called participating in COVID crimes. You ever heard of it? You know, the crimes people that are dying humanity. from the vaccine. My sister's in well, there and I have dead students. There is right. no COVID-19. Yeah. In August of this year, the self-declared Queen of Canada's cult followers staged an operation at the Peterborough Police Station where 30 of them attempted to serve a citizen's arrest on the entire police force. <laughs> Oh, my God. Accusing the police of allowing vaccination. Okay. The Queen of Canada told them to go to the police station, make the citizens arrest, and the military would arrive shortly thereafter to back them up. So, in their cargo shorts, sandals, and sports socks with ratty golf t-shirts, they tried to arrest the police. But instead, and I, I know this will surprise you, six of the protesters were taken into custody. And no, shockingly, the military did not arrive to back them up. Following the skirmish, the mayor of Peterborough, a young, hip woman by the name of Diane Therrien, was asked to comment. And this is what the mayor tweeted. People have been asking me to comment on the events of the past week 
in Peterborough. I hate giving airtime to these imbeciles. So here's my comment. Fuck off, comma, you fuckwads. Fuck off, you fuckwads. Mayor, you are... Oh, oh are you done with this podcast yet? Yep, here comes the theme out. 